Without a doubt, yes. Your self-directed IRA or 401k can own a private LLC or corporation, no doubt about it. But should you use an offshore LLC or corporation in your retirement account rather than a domestic one? Will it make your money safer or put it at far greater risk? I'm Brian Ellis. I'll tell you right now in episode number 92. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. My goodness. Based on the response to yesterday's episode, there's clearly a huge amount of interest in offshore investing with your retirement account. So thank you for that. Let's dig a little deeper today. Yesterday, we touched on the most fundamental of questions. Is it even possible for your retirement account to buy offshore assets? The answer isn't a straightforward yes or no. And if you don't know for sure about your account, then listen to yesterday's episode number 91 to find out. You can hear that at sdiradio.com slash 91. Today, I'm going to assume that you've determined that it is possible for your account to invest in offshore assets. So we're going to delve into one of the most common ideas about what it means to be an offshore investor, to use foreign business entities rather than domestic ones. As many of you know, it can be very advantageous to own a private LLC or corporation in your self-directed retirement account. One of the fundamental weaknesses of self-directed IRAs is that it's merely self-directed but not actually directly controlled by you. So for every transaction, you must make requests of and wait for permission from your custodian before performing the transaction. But by setting up a wholly owned entity within your self-directed IRA, this problem is largely overcome and gives you very direct control over your funds, which can be a very good thing. And when most people set up such a wholly owned legal entity, they generally use what's called a home state entity. So for example, if you live in California, you'd likely set up a California LLC in your self-directed IRA. But what if, instead of setting up a California LLC, you set up an LLC organized in some other jurisdiction, such as maybe the Cayman Islands, Antigua, or Nevis? Well, you've heard about this before. When they talk about it in the movies, you hear words like shell corporation and offshore company. And you're led to believe that all of the action is in the Caribbean, particularly the Cayman Islands. It's also suggested that the only people who use offshore entities are drug dealers and money launderers, basically the miscreants of society. Frankly, that's what the U.S. government wants you to believe because some of what you hear about using offshore entities is true. To a large extent, going offshore puts your assets outside the reach of Uncle Sam. And good old Uncle Sam is power hungry. He wants you to have the illusion of controlling your own assets while still having the ability to take those assets from you at any time. But shifting your assets offshore, well, that's not a good thing for our greedy uncle because in many cases, doing so transforms the illusion of your control into actual control. At least control enough where Uncle Sam can't confiscate it just because he decides to. But why would you ever consider using a legal jurisdiction outside of the United States? Well, there are many reasons. Some are good, some are questionable, but here are the top three. Far and away, the top reason is to minimize or avoid taxes. The logic, which I'll warn you is flawed, goes like this. I'll set up my LLC in Nevis where there is no tax liability for LLCs. I'll do all my transactions through that entity and I'll never owe any taxes. Just doesn't work that way, my friends. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. The second big reason people consider using offshore entities is for asset protection. If you have a properly structured entity in certain offshore jurisdictions, those jurisdictions make it very, very hard for anyone, sometimes even the U.S. government, to take your assets even if you have lost a lawsuit and a judgment has been filed against you. 
That's because those jurisdictions have made their name and made significant revenue by being legally friendly to debtors and very hostile to creditors. And the final big reason that people go offshore is to achieve a large degree of financial privacy. The more financially successful you become, the more likely you are to value your privacy. Unless, of course, your last name is Trump. These are all noble and worthy ends. Saving taxes is a wonderful thing. Protecting your assets is a wonderful thing. Financial privacy is a wonderful thing. So, should you take the plunge and set up shop in your self-directed IRA as an offshore company? Honestly, my friends, I think not. Here's why. First, in the context of your self-directed IRA, you already have the ultimate tax benefit. You don't have to pay them on your investment profits, by and large. So there's no reason to go offshore for that benefit. Furthermore, it's fallacy to think that merely by using a foreign entity rather than a domestic one that you automatically save taxes. It just doesn't work that way. So the I'll save taxes argument is absolutely worthless here. Now, where asset protection and privacy are concerned, well, those arguments are much stronger than the tax argument. I'll admit it. Asset protection is something that all self-directed investors must think about seriously. And with the incredible degree to which the asset protection advantages of IRAs are shrinking, it may be very tempting to go the offshore route, particularly since, and I hate to say this, but the biggest asset protection challenge you're ever likely to face would come from Uncle Sam himself. There have been so many recent stories about the federal government outright stealing money from individuals and businesses for no legitimate reason whatsoever. Recently, the Fed swooped in and stole $107,000 from a North Carolina convenience store owner. Why? They accused him of a stupid, idiotic, ridiculous crime called structuring in which he was guilty of depositing amounts of under $10,000 cash into his bank account on a frequent basis. Yep, you got it right. By depositing money into his own bank account, money he legally obtained into his own bank account, the feds stole everything he had. That's what happened to that guy in North Carolina, and there are many other stories just like his. So I've got to admit, there's some real appeal to the asset protection rationale for taking your investment account offshore. But I've got to tell you, it makes me nervous. I haven't moved my retirement account offshore, nor do I have any other assets offshore. I don't plan to change that either. But if I did, I'll tell you this much. I wouldn't even consider doing it without getting advice from a very experienced lawyer. And you'd want to check it out both from an asset protection point of view and from a tax point of view, which would likely require multiple sources of legal counsel. So clearly, doing this is going to cost some money, but it could be well worth the effort because, look, I don't know if it's true, folks, but here's what one attorney told me. Where the IRS is concerned, when they see the use of offshore entities, well, they're far more likely to lead the investigation of you and your assets through their criminal division rather than as a civil matter. So it's a very big deal. One thing you could do to lessen your risk is to have your attorney submit your plan to the IRS in advance to get a private letter ruling, which is essentially a blessing from the IRS that your plan is tax compliant. Frankly, that's really the only way I'd ever consider doing anything offshore. Oh, and be aware of one more thing. The feds passed a law not long ago called the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, or FATCA for short. It's basically a huge bureaucratic mess that has created, as a primary result, a situation in which most offshore banks and financial institutions are refusing to accept Americans and American-owned entities as clients. And don't be tempted to think you can just set up an offshore LLC and then use an American bank. That's no safer than never going offshore to begin with. So bottom line, my friends, going offshore is probably overkill for most of us, and I personally won't go that direction. But if you do, take it very seriously. Respect the law and get good advice. It's absolutely not true that the offshore world is strictly the domain of criminals and miscreants. But what it certainly is, is the target of Uncle Sam's ire. So you've got to be prepared to face that if you jump offshore. My friends, yesterday I promised you another case study from my flipping team in Phoenix today because we're putting up some huge numbers that may be a good match for your portfolio. 
but we're out of time now. So I'll try to publish a special episode later today with that information. In the meantime, go over to s3flip.com for more information. Have a great day, my friends. And remember, invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 